Welcome everyone to a, another episode of Just Annoyed with uh, with today. It's going to be the Umbrella Academy season two, and I have a very special guest today from our Downright Annoyed with Movies show every weekend, uh, Ryan from the Fake Nerd Podcast. How are you, Ryan? I'm great, man. How are you? Good, good. And thank you for uh, for hopping in to talk about this. I know you're a you're a comic book guy, so I figured you'd be oh, the yeah. person to ask about this. Um, but anyways, why don't you tell our audience kind of where they can find you, what your show is all about, that sort of thing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the Fake Nerd Podcast is a weekly pop culture comic book video game movie show. Um, it's for friends and we talk about everything that we love. Um, we're a, I guess I would call it a non-traditional podcast where all of our episodes are like two to four hours long because we go in depth on every topic. We, uh, especially in the quarantine, um, we're all separated. So we spend just four hours just talking about all the nerdy stuff that's happened through the week. We're all fans of so many different things and we don't want to exclude any cool news. So we, we talk about a lot of shit. So, uh, it's a, it's a kind of a, a, a one encompassing podcast for all. Uh, if you have the time, we time code everything too, so you can skip a lot of that shit. But, um, yeah, we go live Sundays. It's a, it's a lot of fun. I love doing it. Yeah. And that reminds me, by the way, I really have to take note of the timestamps as I'm recording these shows, because what yeah. a pain in the ass because even when you're like editing something you forget to mark it and it's just a pain but you know anyways i i'm super excited to have you on because um yeah you're fun to talk movies with on the weekend so yeah uh, why don't we go ahead and start the show <laughs> All right, so um, before we hop into uh, the Umbrella Academy, um, real quick, we've got a couple uh, bits of news, which actually breaking for me from Ryan <laughs> hopping on before this. Apparently, there is a Blazing Saddles remake happening as an animated samurai movie with cats and dogs. So I haven't done too much digging into this, obviously having just heard. I don't know if you read an article or anything earlier, Ryan. There's enough information, but not enough for me to like really care. Okay. <laughs> but okay. enough to talk about it. Yeah. So, well, let's talk about the first thing that came into my mind was, and I feel like because we drew spoofs recently as one of the mm -hmm. possible genres we'll be picking a movie from uh, in an upcoming episode of our weekend show that we do. Um, and the first thought you know, when Blazing Saddles gets brought up, it's like, oh, there's no way that movie could be made today, right? It's just yeah. too politically incorrect, um, you know, and people just can't see the forest through the trees these days, I feel like. You know, there was like, uh, there was a bunch of crap being given to um, Tropic Thunder a few months ago by people uh, on the internet, where it's like, yeah, they just don't get it, you know, and taking man. it to Blazing Saddles levels is just, you know. Yeah, so. I... Uh... I, I'm uh, a big part of like comic book Twitter and like a little bit of, like film Twitter. Like I talk to a lot of people on Twitter, but like it's mostly young people. Right. It's really honestly mostly young people who have never heard of Tropic Thunder and they see Robert Downey Jr. in blackface and they're like, well, clearly this is a crime. He's canceled. Yeah. And I'm like, don't even, you don't even know the context. That's crazy. You guys, he, he's making fun of people who do that. It's crazy. Um, Tropic Thunder is incredible, by the way. And uh, that, crap. yeah, that's a, that's actually probably my favorite comedy since the year 2000, I would say, like yeah. of the yeah. last 20 years. It's amazing. Um, and yeah, people, people don't get it. It's like, and, and the simple Jack thing too. They give, it's like, no, the whole point is that Hollywood does this. Yes. To, you know what I mean? So I love that movie, but yeah, Blazing Saddles. 
I don't, I mean, there are so many lines in Blazing Saddles that we could not probably say on this show, even though it's just a YouTube show, you'd probably get, yes. throw, get your, your video marked. So I don't know how they're going to do this. Now, animated, I'm assuming it has to be, Mel Brooks is involved. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. If it's going to be like, like raunchy or if it's like a kid's version of Blazing Saddles. And that's and that's that's again we don't have enough information to know yet. Um, if 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 they're trying to make like a rated R Zootopia, like if they're trying to make like a racial like a like these people don't like these people for being a certain way and like make comedy out of that, uh, that's that's you have to be a really good filmmaker to do that with with people. And I I guess you can use animals to to kind of like skirt the line to just it's blatant. Oh look, don't like him because he's a fox or whatever, sure. right? Um, I just it's blaz- they're using blazing saddles for this, and it's they're. It's the same dynamic, you know, samurai or cops, like whatever. Um, but like, like, where are the white women at? Like, where the where are the white where are the white cats at? Like, it's not gonna translate the same. No. So it's just like, why use this? Why use the property? I think it's just because they're using the name. Yeah, and if it's not gonna be like a rated R version, if it's basically like Blazing Saddles for kids, then I guess again, what's the point? I mean, that's and it's just Zootopia, right? Exactly. So, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, I think we kind of line up the same. I mean, I'll watch it. I I can't imagine it's gonna be like something that goes into theaters. Maybe man, I, I would imagine I, it's, it's either because well, like. I think of like like Sausage Fest, which is like I like that movie. I think that's a funny hardcore rated R animated movie. But that ends with with an orgy, like a food orgy, right? That's not afraid to to go crazy. That also has a lot of like racial stereotypes that that sometimes aren't great, but like like it sometimes you know it it, it works for laughs. Um, if I'm not against, I'm I say I'm not against it because anything can work. It's just man, that movie is such a product of its time, and just like trying to do it again in such a different way i'm just like why even do it why not just do something original with the same premise yeah uh and and to your point you know talking about the context of the robert downey jr thing it's like context matters or it used to and i don't think it does as much as it used to unfortunately which i think is a bad thing you know probably for comedy more than anything else because kind of you know going over the line a bit um is kind of important with a lot of uh, a comedy. So yeah, we'll see how yes, that goes. I, it, yeah, uh, not to get too into that. Yeah, uh, uh, and we are in a definitely a more uh, a sensitive uh, sensitive comedy culture than we were years ago. Um, I definitely like I am more forgiving and accepting of, of some harsh comedy because um, I know because I know I know it's coming. It's not coming from a real source. Sometimes it is, and that sucks. But a lot of the time, it's to it's to trigger you and to give you an emotional reaction. Like, oh shit, that's crazy. But like, you got to know they don't mean the things that they say. Yeah, you're laughing at the absurdity of it. You're not yes. laughing because you agree with what's being said. You know what I, I mean? You're laughing at yeah. it, not with it. Right, exactly. Um, yeah, so another bit of news, obviously. There was the big news that uh, Mulan is going to see the light of day. Um, but it's going to go to Disney Plus on September 4th. Uh, but it's not just going to Disney Plus. Um, along with the subscription that you're already paying. Um, and if you're like me, you were an idiot who bought a year-long subscription and then watched The Mandalorian and haven't really turned it on much since. Uh, but now you have to pay an additional $30 to stream Mulan. So I guess I we haven't talked about this ever at all. What are your no. thoughts generally on the straight-to-streaming? And then plus, what do you think about $30 as a price point? For renting a movie, so um, 
for Mulan specifically, they, and the, the like the president of Disney or whatever said like this is a one off scenario. Like we are in a worldwide pandemic, right? Like we, big movies cannot get released in theaters, and they need to make money. You cannot you cannot release Mulan regularly on VOD for like ten fifteen bucks, right? You just can't do that. They they, they I understand the problem that they have to make a billion dollars on this Mulan movie because they need to release it internationally. This is not an American movie. This is a worldwide movie. Most of Disney's movies are. Unfortunately, most blockbusters need to make a billion dollars to make even because that's how shitty Hollywood is now. They keep spending way too much money on all these movies. But I I love VOD movies. Not every movie needs to go into the theaters. Um, okay, there we go. Not at, like small <laughs> drama small dramas. I don't need to spend twenty bucks at the movie theater, right? I don't mind. Uh, I don't mind seeing it in, in my home. Um, with this specifically, um, I'm okay with it because. I think of Mulan as not just a movie I would go see by myself. This is a family Disney movie. So when you have a family of five, if you take a family of five to a theater in Los Angeles, you're spending over $100. To yeah, go to oh, movies. everywhere, I feel Tickets like are now. 15 to 20 bucks. It's crazy. Uh, popcorn costs you a finger every time you want to buy one. Like, it's, it, like, of course, if you live, like, in other places, like, where you live or, like, other smaller cities in the country, um, ticket prices are cheaper. But I'm thinking of, like... The 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 uh, median price of ticket sales is nine dollars in the United States, right? So that goes up and down. Um, if I go with a bunch of friends, like I'm buying popcorn and drinks, I'm spending 30, 40 bucks anyway. I don't have a problem with with trying to help support them to get this movie out early. Yeah, matinee prices in Madison, where I matter, like nine bucks. I think at night. I mean, depending on if you want to see a movie, especially if you want to see a movie in IMAX, it's like twenty four dollars. Oh, for one dude, ticket. yeah, like you know, man, what? Last IMAX movie, like one of like one of the Avengers movies. Yeah, I spent I was I went there and I bought like like IMAX drinks and I spent like sixty bucks. I got like alcohol and everything. I'm like, man, this was a whole ass trip. Right. So so yeah, part of me I'm I'm kind of with you. I get it because I mean Disney Plus, you're gonna have a whole family sitting down and streaming that thing on Friday night when they drop it, right? And then yeah. so so you're saving money that way. Um, and then you know the the other aspect. If you're of single, this, that's a lot of money. Thirty bucks is a lot of money. Right. I get that, but it gives, but like they have. It gives you something to do, which is kind of Disney. Give it like Jesus. We're so you know, movie fans are so hungry for for new stuff, and there actually has been a lot of good like indie stuff that has been released in the last few months. But I just watched. Uh, oh, I'll talk about it later. But I watched Palm Springs, which is a Hulu. Thing. I haven't watched that yet, so that'll be good to talk about. I uh, yeah, I you know, but I want the big movies too. It's funny because I. Uh, I, I a lot of times bitch about big movies and how they're all kind of generic and it's like, okay, I'd rather see the small stuff, but you do kind of want that big blockbuster once in a while. Now, yeah. will Mulan scratch that itch and on your home theater setup, whatever you're using, a TV, whatever? Uh, maybe, maybe not, but it's something yeah, to get I don't, excited about, I guess. I don't see anybody, like, I don't see anyone, like, on their phone spending $30 to watch Mulan on their phone, right? This Mulan is a big blockbuster movie. Like they, this is going to be like people bring their friends and like, Hey, give me 10 bucks to pitch in for Mulan. Like this is like, this is honestly the best case scenario they could do. Uh, could it be cheaper? Yeah. But this movie is like $150 million. It needs to make a billion dollars. Like $30 is reasonable. I heard like the rumors were like 50 bucks, like for VOD sure. straight, like Wonder Woman was going to be $50. I'm like, that's, I mean, that's a, it's re I get it, but that's still a shit ton of money. Well, one, um, one thing I like about this, too, is that, like, I know we both like John Carter. Um, and, like, a week before John Carter even came out, it's all over the internet that it's a failure and it's going to bomb and all this crap. And, and I'm pretty sure that with these video-on-demand things, the way they have to report the revenue is different. So, you know, you don't have that, like 
bullshit story that comes out that says, oh, it only made $200 million on opening weekend or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so this might actually help get franchises going like word of mouth could be better for some of these bigger movies. Like I wanted Alita sequel really bad. Um, Same. Oh yeah. Know? And I don't think we're ever going to get that, but especially now with Fox being owned by Disney, but yeah um yeah man it's and again like this this is a one-off like like i don't no one expected this 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 pandemic to last as long as it has and it's going to continue to go for a while like the movie i'm most excited for this year is dune and dune is still coming out in december i still do not believe anything is coming out regularly this year i i just don't have faith in humanity unfortunately i'm Um, i really want to see tenet and dune in the theater i don't think god i don't I I'm I really want to see them period so I might but I don't know if I would even rent those if they were available. I want the theater experience for that. You yeah, know. see Mulan again. Mulan is a uh, it, it is it is a remake of an animated movie. And while it is doing unique things while being a little more historically accurate and less and less um magical. Like it's sure. it's, it's like a it's a Disney War movie which yeah. looks really cool. It does. Um I really want to see what the hell Christopher Nolan's weird backwards time movie is. And that's that's why I go to the movies. It's like for that kind of that's what I want to see on the big screen. Well, and he knows that too. I mean, he makes his <laughs> movies for oh, yeah. that experience. You know what I mean? He's like, an IMAX now. Like, right. give me all the money. Yeah. yeah, he's. I mean, I I I can only imagine that movie is going to be great. Um, you know, I I don't yeah. see any way that that's bad. But yeah, the only other story I have here is kind of the lamest one. It's that Jared Leto is going to star in Tron 3 with Garth Davis, who directed the indie flick a few years ago, Lion. Um, Tron 3. So this franchise somehow, some way, is getting a third movie. Um, I know that the second one didn't do so hot. Um, I'm kind of puzzled by this. I don't really understand why they keep trying this, this franchise. I mean... What is it about it? Like, is it just, you know, people love the aesthetic, you know? Yes. Well, I mean, that that is one, yes. Um, I like, I think, because Disney is such a huge corporation, like, and they have all the money in the world, that doesn't mean they don't want more money, right? So you look at their, you look at their big ten poles, you know, you got the Avengers, which is superhero stuff, and you got, you got all the Disney animated stuff. Where's their hard sci-fi? Where's Disney's hardcore sci-fi? They don't have one. Exactly. Yeah. So if they can make, if they can pump out a movie that's good enough to get, you know, not even a billion dollars, half a billion dollars, 500 million, which is good enough to get another TV show launched or another video game or more merchandise. Because, like, again, the aesthetic of Tron is, is hella cool. Like, being in, being in that world is awesome. Uh, it just, the story most of the time is kind of boring. Like, yes. That's the problem. Yes, Tron um, 2, that, the opening of that movie and the first, like, when he first drops into the computer or whatever and he has the first couple games that kind of scratch that nostalgia itch from the original... Yeah incredible i mean it looks great yeah exactly and the music i hope they're getting daft punk to do the third movie um because that was unbelievably good but but yeah it's just it just drags and there's it's a i would be intrigued i would be shocked if they come up with a story that is extremely like heady you know what i mean and i don't think they will but yeah um, because because it wants to be right, it absolutely wants to be. It wants to be like a Westworld, but it's just it's 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 too PG. It's not Disney won't allow it. Um, I'm, now 
I'm just so curious because if you remember how how Tron Legacy ends, I believe it's it's the main character and Olivia Wilde leaving to the real. They're in the real world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're in the real. So a robot lady's in the real world now, yes, right? Yes, but okay. I don't think if I, I believe I read and someone can correct me. Um, Nobody's coming back from that. I don't think any. I think it's brand new. I think it's a okay. new story. I don't think Jeff Bridges is, and that's another thing in Tron too. That de aging was at the beginning of time for de aging. Yo, man, was, when that came out, it looked okay, and now it looks like rubber. <laughs> yeah, it's not rubber. good. It's not good. But yeah, uh, so yeah, it's a brand new thing. I'm not the hugest Jared Leto fan as a guy. I don't hate him necessarily as an actor, but I don't know. I, I, I mean. I guess he's uh, he's probably still upset about Joker and his vampire yeah. movie that now hasn't seen the light of day yet. Um, I I always defend Jared Leto simply as a actor. The dude is batshit crazy and he's yes. out and he started a cult. But I always can recognize talent where it is, and that dude has won Academy Awards. That dude has been acting for twenty five years. It makes me it, it bums me out when when a group of people when uh, an actor like this who is traditionally not a big blockbuster type of guy. He gets to be in Suicide Squad, and then it sucks, so his entire career is defined by that. And when yep. he's made literally 100 movies before that that are incredible. And that bums me out every time. So it, I always end up being the Jed Leto Defender when I don't really like him, but he's a good actor. Well, and it's it's to a much, you know, this is not as good of an argument, but I uh, I still like Nicolas Cage, even though I he's do done his bargain bin movies for the last 10 years. But I... When he's good, I think he's good. It's not like he's like a talentless hack or anything. No, he always brings it, which is I always right. appreciate. Yeah. Yes. Um. Again, like I think of Jared Leto in Blade Runner twenty forty nine. He's awesome yeah. in that role. He's so haunting and spooky and like blind cyborg man. Um. So like I could see where he can appear in a bio digital jazz man movie, but like, <laughs> but like I I I kind of want them. I wonder if it'll be a sequel. Just ignore the ignore the characters because the first Tron, or sorry, Tron Legacy is a sequel to Tron, and I and I don't want them to give up the, the quote unquote legacy of the franchise. Sure, um, unless the idea is really really cool. Yeah. So, did now in Tron Legacy did did they was it like the internet? I don't remember. Like, are you tapped into just that computer that you're brought yes, into? That, okay. That, that, yeah, at the arcade, that computer is its own self-contained uh, ecosystem. So I think. you could yeah. theoretically take Tron and do all sorts of stuff with introduce different... him to right. modern technology yes. and like yeah, take over the world. Do like a Tron world. Do something weird. Do something weird and crazy, Disney. I know you won't, but you should. Yeah, like uh, like uh, Wreck It Ralph two did when they went yeah. to the internet, which I thought was actually great. But <laughs> I like that movie. A lot. Yeah, that so did I. Fun. But um, yeah, let's um, let's hop into our review of the Umbrella Academy season two. And yes, Ryan always showing off the tech behind him. That he's got the uh, for those, very sophisticated tech. Yeah, for those listening, for those listening uh, uh, on audio only, Ryan has the green screen, which always makes me jealous. So he's surrounded. By the Umbrella Academy, but um, what'd you think? What'd you think of the Umbrella Academy? So real quick, I like season one a lot. I think it's a pretty good show. I think season two uh, capitalizes and upgrades on ev- on pretty much everything in terms of the characters and the drama, um, the interactions, the chemistry. Um, I thought the season was dope as hell, to be honest. Like, I'm shocked how much I like it. I was, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. The only difference being that I was not a huge fan of the first season. I thought it was pretty derivative, and I felt like it was kind of something I had seen a million times. Um, yeah. 
But something about the way they reset this one, they put it in the 1960s and they've got all sorts of like social, you know, uh, commentary on a bunch of different topics. Um, And and I got way less bored with the actual storylines, the things that the characters were all grappling with. Um, Yeah. You know, there's one character, Diego, who like I was trying to think of, I don't even remember in season one what his like storyline was his arc i didn't care about him at all it was almost like by the time i started season two i was like oh yeah that guy but in this one i thought he was awesome you know yeah so i I I was impressed i was very impressed i I think every character yeah i agree i didn't watch season one again um but uh my memory on it's not great because i have a a bad memory but um yeah diego it's diego and and luther i remember being the two characters that like did did the least for me and this season like they have had the biggest turnaround like luther is so funny has so much personality compared to that first season where he's just an asshole he's an asshole to his sister the whole season so the first season um i feel like the thing the the kind of the plot lines that each character had were very um they it felt like they dragged on through the entire season. There wasn't that much going on to kind of mix it up a little bit. And like for Mm -hmm. Luther, it was, he's in love with his sister and he's all depressed. Um, and then, uh, what's her name? Um, Oh Vanya? gosh, Vanya, her character in the first one had like the the obvious bad guy boyfriend character who was she was like doing music lessons with or whatever. Yes. And I got tired of that. Um, yeah. I feel like maybe she, her character has kind of the same thing going on a little bit only the person she's in love with isn't a bad guy i guess but there, yes. I, I felt the same way about her character but all the rest of them um i thought were great i love the basically the plot of this one is at the end of the first season um spoilers they all <laughs> had to hop in the time or go through time because the, the apocalypse happened and they Vanya all, yeah happened. they all wake up in the early 60s uh but they're like spread apart by a far enough amount of time months months some months some years yes yes and essentially they all are you know have to like find a life in the 60s and they all find very well defined like different lives that they're living you know yeah um like one of them's dealing with the, the the black girl obviously allison she's now it's like you know 1960s like jim crow era you know america she's fighting so. for civil rights right. yeah it's man that stuff i uh i'm a big i'm, I'm a big social justice warrior whatever, <laughs> whatever you want to call me i like people getting their rights and shit like that um i love the stuff with allison and it is in so much of this season why i love it is like it's the characters tackling a lot of the stuff from the first season but in the opposite way because the first season allison she's a she's a superhero she's a uh she's a celebrity people yes. love People do anything for her, and that's what her power is. In this season, um, the person that she was in the future, uh, in the 1960s, is uh, is hated for the color of her skin. And right. She, she do- and she had her throat cut, and she doesn't like using her powers, and she doesn't want to use her powers. So she is the opposite character she was from that first season. Most of these characters are the opposite of from the first season, and they grow to be better versions of themselves. And I'm like, oh, man, this shows us all of it's so good. Yes, I would 100% agree. I love Five. I think he is fantastic. He's probably my favorite character. Yeah, he rules, doesn't he? 
That the kid, that kid's like, like it's almost scary talented. Like, oh man, you're gonna be getting Oscars in like ten years. Wait for it. Yes, yes. And uh, uh, what's his name? Um, the the cult leader, gay gay character is great too. And I can't, of course, here I should probably have the cast list up so I can remember. Oh, all these uh, characters uh, Klaus? Names. Klaus. Klaus. Yeah, he's yeah, great. Yeah. Every, yeah. Yeah. So basically, to run through what the characters are up to, you have Klaus, who is now like a cult leader for like a hippie band Hello. of, of yes, yes, and he's got his dead brother, who only he can see because he can like you know commune with the dead or whatever ben is in the season so much more he's, yes. he's great and he was great too yeah and he was yeah. another one where it's like you know it's been a year since i watched it and i'm like oh yeah there's that's right there's that character um uh diego is in a mental asylum with this girl that he kind of strikes up a relationship with i guess not kind of but yeah there's like a relationship there um luther is like a bare knuckle boxer who works for like a gang you know uh and i forget actually i believe it might be a real guy um the character might be uh from oh yeah but but uh but yeah basically they're all in these wacky places and they all kind of find each other which i guess is similar to the first season um, but something about it, man, I just felt way more drawn in. Uh, we haven't even gotten into like cinematography music. Um, it's such an awesome be, like, show. The, the, the music drops and the music, the music choices for the season, like legitimately might be like, like one of the best, like in, in, in like, in this like media, in the media. Cause like in the, the, the song choices aren't just great songs, but every single song actually fits to what's going on in the in the scene. And like that shit, like when I think of Suicide Squad, that's just nothing but pop culture songs right. just to be there. These every one of them has meaning. And I'm like, yo, this is some like there's some depth here. They're trying. And I'm like, it's you it, know, it all works. It's so good. You know, I'm glad you brought up Suicide Squad because this feels like what Suicide Squad should feel like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um and well made yeah yes well made right <laughs> uh but no like the uh yeah like the backstreet's back and you know they've got the the billy eilish song in there pretty much every time music drops it's like when there's a fight scene going on it's such a uh you just have a big shit-eating grin on your face there's you know what I man mean? the swedes so the yes. swedes oh they're the three, awesome the three by the way. yeah um one of the brothers gets killed and they do a viking a viking funeral but um so a piano starts playing and I'm like, Oh, it's hello from Adele. And then a lady starts singing and I'm like, Oh, it's not hello from Adele. No, but it is hello from yes. Adele, but it's the Swedish version. Yeah. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, it's hello from the other side, but it's the Swedish version. I'm like, every I, song voice is great. Yeah. I guess we, I mean, we should just talk about the Swedes quickly. There are these three <laughs> Swedish, like uh, assassins. Mercenary yes. time cops. Yeah. They're mercenary time cops. Right. And they're after, um, all of the, uh, the characters and, uh, they don't ever really talk, but no. I cared more about them than I would typically <laughs> a villainous character in something like this. Yes. Um, well, they're first of all, they're very silly. Uh, and like one yes. of them dresses like a milkman and the other one's like really tall and like, and then you have like the leader who's kind of like the slicked yeah. one. But like that dude, like I understand his character and he like barely speaks, but like further on we get to the season, like his brothers keep dying and he just, the rage that he feels like, I feel that Mr. Sweet, I get it. Yeah. You don't hate them. Right. No, I mean, they're, they're, kind of, they're being duped. Right. I yep. mean, uh, they were, I don't know if you watch dark, uh, but Not you should yet, no. watch dark, but there's, there's a, a couple of a trio of characters in this latest season that, um, were probably like my weak point of this latest season. Uh, okay. and, and I couldn't help but think to myself, like, it's kind of the same thing. Uh, and when you see it, eventually you'll know what I'm saying. Uh, but these guys were just 
fucking awesome. Whereas these yeah. other ones just felt like a, they, they don't feel like a, um, they don't feel like a trope that's just put there uh, for like a, a, a reason to move the story along. Yeah. They and actually, just to be an antagonist. Yes. They feel like actual, you know, characters that have life breathed into them. Um, and, and they are, they are tied to the plot because the handler who's the villain, who's the villain basically of the show. Um, she dupes them into like trying to kill the Academy. And then that all comes back to haunt her later. Um, the handler's great. Her whole story, that character is wild. Um, the stuff with her and Lily. Is it Lily? The the her daughter? Is it Lily? Yeah. I think it's, it's Lily. It's Lily or hold on, let me find her. I have got it up. It's Lila. Uh, that, Lila. Lila, thank you. Yes. Lila. That whole story with Lila about how we found out about like her origin and how she was like groomed to be this murderer. And like, man, it's all just shitty. It's like she's so shitty and she just like breeds shittiness with the people around her. And like that handler is such a power hungry cool character she's always got that bullet wound in her head she is and and that whole con like you could almost spin this show off into all sorts of stuff just with the whole like uh, you know the the crew that are like the you know the keepers of time or whatever and the the guy with the fish the commission head. Whatever, yeah. yeah the, the guy oh, with the yeah. fish just a- fucking AJ. awesome yeah uh yeah so there's a guy with a fishbowl uh for a head and then that dude dies so the uh, the handler takes the fish and puts her puts him in a, just yes. a regular fishbowl but he still is like he has like human uh uh he's a human Vocal brain cords, i think i guess cords, yeah but like he's able to use uh rocks in his fishbowl to send a message to help the team and i'm like that's so cool it's such yes. a cute little idea oh man like there was so much stuff and it, and it's cool that there's all this like cool like comic book type stuff and it, and it's uh it's kind of cheesy and fun but it mm-hmm. also is gory like you can do both um, oh yeah and and that's another thing that Suicide Squad is hurt by big time is the fact that there's no weight to anything because they're just killing like putties from the Power Rangers show yes. or something. Yeah. Whereas in this show, I mean, there's a there's a scene where where five has to go essentially murder like this this commission of of people, and it's like, oh wow, he's he's gonna really do this. Yeah, and he it, he teleport kills an entire boardroom full of people, and I'm like. Man, that's pretty cool. Right. Yes. And it's awesome. And it's, you know, it's bloody and gory and fun to watch. And uh, yeah, I mean, the the other character, I guess, that I really like is the dad. Um, and what's his name? The dad's name. Um, oh, um, um, the uh, the dad to Harlan? Uh, Reginald. No, Reginald. Uh, Sir oh, Reginald. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Reginald Hargrave. Sorry. Yes. The, the dad of the, of the Academy. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. And um, I love that actor and everything. He's like one of those, oh, it's that guy who you've seen in whatever and you can't really place, you know, he's one of those actors and I think he's great. He's got a perfect, like, uh, uh, voice and performance as yes. kind of the, the prick dad. Um, and. The way, man, the way that he can tear down his own children before he even knows who they are is still, like, insane. Like, Diego, man, he just rips into Diego. And, like, all Diego wants is to, like, please his dad. Yes. And, like, even, even like, a young version, like, his dad stabs him. And I'm like, yo, dude, you suck. That's why I stabbed you. Get better. And I'm like, yo, dude, that's so sad. That's so yeah. sad. Yeah, well, it, it, that is a good point, too, how, like – he doesn't even have a relationship with these kids and he does just make them feel like pieces of shit. Um, I love that. Like he, like he sends a letter to all of them. Like, yo, all the people who tried to kill me, let's go meet up and talk about it. Yeah. And then he walks in. He's like, all right, what's this bullshit about? And right. he's like, okay, you're not my kids. You all suck. All this the future, whatever. Goodbye. Like he's such a, he's such a jerk. I love it. And there is a huge amount of satisfaction that they successfully get from you as the viewer. Whenever the characters are together. 
Um, yeah. And that is definitely notable. I mean, you you can tell you're excited for them to get together, see what kind of witty banter they're go- going to get into. Um, I, I mean, I can't really, I, I loved, I loved this. I was like completely caught off guard. I felt when I started it, it was one of those like, oh God, I got to watch this because I watched the yeah. first season. Um, but yeah, this is like, and I love the boys on Amazon, but this might have taken the boys spot. I might like yeah, this Yeah, man, un- unless, unless that next season is as dope as the trailers look, because... The boys is great. I love... The boys uh, is a hell of a show, man. We're, we're, this is a, like, we say it all the time, but like, this is like a comic book, like, renaissance of, not, or golden age, excuse me, of like great yeah, TV shows. Yeah, I mean, and like, Homelander, I can't wait. I just, Homelander's just fucking amazing. But. Um... I want to talk about real quick. So uh, the stuff with Vanya, I actually, I like what they did with Vanya because it is, again, the opposite of what the first season was. And that first season, uh, it was her trying to reconnect with a family that did not want her. And that caused the apocalypse. Got it. Okay. This, this situation is uh, everyone wants to find and help Vanya. Yeah. It is like the man, that first season, as much as I like it, it is a lot of like, yo, Vanya, you're not a real part of the family. And that's and like, that's what turns her into a villain. In this, it's like, it's, she's not inherently a villain. If you look at when she has amnesia, she has a blank slate. She's a good person. Yes. Uh, and, and her family keeps trying to help her. And it's the circumstances of being part of the Umbrella Academy that still turn her into the bad guy at the end. Um, yeah. And I just, I really liked that Vanya wasn't just a punching bag again. She got to actually be, have some happiness. That's a good point. That's a good point. They actually had to, to go find her. They have a nice little scene towards the end where they do decide to go with her to accomplish a specific goal. Um, and the stuff at the end with Vanya and Ben uh it's so good that like that and visually it's stunning it's like the pulsating vanya gonna explode thing and ben's gonna go uh uh, possess her to save the world like man that stuff is is so good can we talk just about how ridiculous it is how good tv shows can look on what i'm guessing are a fraction of the budget of these big budget movies i mean i don't know how much they spent on this but it looks I mean, you wouldn't blink if you saw it in the theater. Some of the yeah. cinematography and the way the fight scenes are filmed and the cool stuff they do with the camera uh, is more impressive, in my opinion, than a lot of the movies you see. So yeah, it's it, this has yeah, it's a beautiful show. Um, just in terms of like what it does with the characters and how it looks, and especially being in like 1960s Dallas, like uh, they they go hard. Like it's it's a period piece, so everything is like old cars, old fashioned, old styles, and like I love that. Like the it, it's a it's a change of pace. It's like, oh, it's a 1960s superhero mystery drama comedy. Yes. Like it's it's tackling so many things. And again, it takes a great creative team to tackle those uh, well, because like it would flounder under under lesser people. Yeah. And it's I mean, it also speaks to the fact that like the the whole trope sort of of the the fish out of water, like time travel stories that we've seen, you know, fucking 50 times, 100 times, yeah. whatever. Um that you can roll your eyes at it just when you hear about it because it's like oh it's another one of those but if if done correctly mm-hmm. um who cares right you kind of forget yeah. that that is happening and, and they did they they worked in especially with Allison to your point um the whole civil rights thing with her and her husband um she meant and- she could she could stop she could stop all of that stuff with one rumor. Right. And that's what makes that so powerful. Cause like, that's not how you fix real problems. You don't wish it away. Yeah. Um, that, that, that's, I found that stuff like really, really good. Yeah. I mean, there's a scene in here where they do a sit in at like a diner, whites only diner. Yeah, dude. And it's so, it's so good. Like the way they do it. Um, you know, I, I like her character quite a bit. I like all the characters now, I guess. I mean, yeah. I, uh, after, 
yeah, after the season, like they've all, they've all like, oh man, like I don't dislike any one of these people. They're all, they're all, they're all got quality. Yeah. So, and I guess the major spoiler, if we want to get to the end, how it ends. Oh baby. I'm all about this. Yeah. Did you like the ending? I love it. I, that's, that's my alternate reality shit is my shit. Like, that's why I love comic books. There's like very, Billy different Spider-Man, right? Um, yeah, sure. Right. Like yeah. the future of like, oh, what happens if, if, um, cause I'm assuming from the 1960s, uh, that kid Harlan, we see him, the last thing we see of him, he still has special powers from, from Vanya. Yes. So I'm imagining that this 60s timeline turned into the Sparrow Academy. Yeah, that could happen. And yeah. and I think Harlan's going to well, somehow be involved with that next season. Am I, Ben was at the end too, right? He was. So yeah. they're going to, I'm interested to see what that's about. Um, so it could still be, um, because if you remember, like a like uh, a bunch of kids were born with special powers on the same day. There's a bunch of kids that that we haven't seen. So right, uh, it could be it could be them. It could be a completely alternate take on it. Like yeah, it's going to be weird because it's always like okay, now what kind of time travel rules do we have for this show? Because they're always yeah. different depending on the show. And in this one, it's like okay, if I take the time travel rules from other media I've seen, I don't really understand how this is possible because these characters wouldn't exist. Yes. Right? So I did. Yes. So excuse me, because I was talking about this with the people with my roommates who we watched it with. Because I'm like, wait, if they go back in time, what that is this? Is this Avengers rules or is this Back to the Future rules? Like we need them, but it's doing both. The problem here's. I don't hate it, but I saw it being described as um, it's not so much a timeline, but a tree. And the roots of the tree need to be intact where the branches can do whatever they want. So okay. the, 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 the commission, the bureau has to keep specific things intact, like the, the, the assassination of JK. That has to happen at this point in history. Whereas this other stuff isn't as isn't as important as it would be in a Back to the Future. Okay. Um, so it's kind of just, it's kind of, again, time travel isn't real, so you kind of do what you want with right. it. Um, yes, it's kind of like, uh, hey, we're kind of just doing our own thing. Don't think too hard about it. Okay. Well, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see if they make us think hard about it in the next season. Yeah, that's going to be the thing. Like, are you going to go, like, this route where it questions season two? Yes. We'll have to see. Well, yeah. So we'll see also, um, you know, if we get an Umbrella Academy season three in the next two or three years since we've got Jeez. COVID that ruins everything. <laughs> yeah, dude. I also finished uh, I finished the Doom Patrol season two. and um, How's that show? I've never watched that one. I no joke. It's the best DC show on TV. Well, let's right let's just hop right in. We both really enjoyed uh, Umbrella Academy. Let's hop into shit we oh, watched yeah. then. So Doom Patrol. That's something that you've been. Dude, man, uh, Doom Patrol is is without a doubt the most um, challenging, interesting, uh, thought provoking, uh, emotionally resonant comic book TV show on TV right now. Really? And you would you would not think about it with with. With the uh, with if you look at a picture of Robot Man and Negative Man, that show is that show is very much like the Umbrella Academy, but it goes it it goes so hard on the actual emotion. It is it is all about broken people trying to get better, and it, they they can't get better because they're shitty people. So what you're it's saying so is good. Brendan Fraser plays himself. Yeah, dude, Brendan <laughs> Brendan Fraser is so good. This show it is so real. Like like it I. Every day, every time I watch it, and now the wait's going to be insane. It's going to be like a two-year wait for the next season, if there is a next season. But like, I am shocked every week how silly the show can be while having you know characters like Robot Man fight like a, a bunch of um, living asses that are walking around. It's just a bunch of asses. It's a bunch of butts just walking around. Really? That's, okay. That's plot point of the episode. But also like, um, it's it's not a spoiler because it's from the first season. But like Niles Calder, he made the Doom Patrol. He 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 did all these things to the Doom Patrol to turn them into monsters because he wants immortality and he was experimenting all these people and it's all about how they deal with him 
while also still living with him. It's 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 like parental abuse and living with it. Okay. And it's it's so it's so real, Jackson. I can't even tell you. Like it made, that show was like a tearjerker. You've it's got crazy. Me, you've got me intrigued. I, I, I by the way, good. I Brendan Fraser. I love Brendan Fraser. He was on a show that I randomly decided to watch, like a spy thriller, like mm-hmm. CIA show called Condor, a couple years ago, and he was yeah. like a. He was like kind of a um, uh, one of those like weak villains who's just kind of like a pencil pusher businessman type guy, kind of a pathetic yeah. character. And he was fucking great. He was yeah. um, he was the best part of the show, I think. Brandon um, Fraser uh, is awesome, and and he had an unfortunate twenty years after after some bad shit happened. Yeah, um, yeah, I know. he seems to be making some type of comeback. And man, like he is he is so good in Doom Patrol. Like he is acting his ass off. Yeah, good for him. I yeah, I like Brendan Fraser. And honestly, I would be shocked if that didn't get a third season just because I hear about it all the time. I need to watch that. That's on HBO Max now, right? The it is. Thing? Okay. Yeah, I uh, I originally watched it on DC Universe, but that app is dying. Okay, so so HBO Max is the spot to, uh, to watch that. Now, um, I'm trying to think. I watched a movie last night. Uh, I was hoping you would watch it. But since you're lazy, you didn't watch it. I'm right? lazy. Yeah, I'm definitely not busy. I'm very it was lazy. called uh, What Keeps You Alive. Um, and it was a, you know, God, it's it's funny. It's one of those movies where I almost wish that I didn't even know what genre it was when I watched it. But then I never would have watched it because it's, yeah. it's about these uh, married uh, women. So it's a, a lesbian couple on their first anniversary, go up to one of their like parents' cabins or something out in the woods somewhere. Oh, um, a cabin in the woods. Yes. It's going to be fine. Yes. And uh, it it ends up taking a turn. Uh, it's a horror film. So, um, yeah, it, it it it's very slow burn. Only a few things happen that are like, you know, batshit crazy or bloody or whatever. But I always feel like it's more effective that way. I mean, the the moments in this movie where stuff goes down are like jaw dropping. Like you don't see them coming necessarily. Uh, They're way more visceral and fucked up than you thought they would be. Um, And what I really liked about this one is I like that we're getting to the point now where it's about a gay couple, but it could easily not be. It's not a, it's not an important point of the story. It's as just it should how, be. Yes, exactly. So it's just, you could swap either of the characters in. Well, I guess you would probably swap a certain one of the characters in for the male in your general, yeah. but, but honestly, like the, the, like they, they run into other characters who don't like bad an eye at it. Um, it's not an integral part of the story. Um, but I like that. I like the fact that it doesn't have to have it, like the, it speaks for itself. You don't need to have the hit you over the head social commentary about that right within the movie. So good. That's good to hear. Yeah. So I enjoyed it. Um, it wasn't like fantastic, but really good performances by the main two actresses. Uh, I would definitely recommend it, especially in quarantine when there's not much else to to watch. I It's one of those, though, where, you know, Rotten Tomatoes, it's like 85% with critics and like 20% with audience or something, <laughs> which usually means I'll like it. Yeah, no, that's me too. That's, yeah. I don't always like to use Rotten Tomatoes for a barrier, but when it's so drastically in one direction versus the other, I'm like, all right, I think I think I know what I'm going to get into. Yeah, okay. it's funny, isn't it, though? It's like, and, yeah. and you know what's what's weird about that is like, as you see more movies, I feel like those types of movies become your favorite because the audience doesn't like them because they're not 
Um, they're not like what they're used to. Maybe they're not or, regular or traditional, right? So, so you see something like that, and it's almost like, okay, well, this might be refreshing. Then, um, you know, so, so yeah, I would, I would recommend that one definitely. Uh, anything else that you watched or read or or did or um, whatever? Man, I, I mean, I got, I read so many comics. It's not even funny. Um, excuse me. There's a. Uh, do you read? Do you read a lot of like a? Uh, 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 do you go to the comic store weekly, or are you more of like a trade guy? I don't. I don't read okay. many comics. I just started because I got dragged into this show with uh, Michael and Comic Man Andy. Um, cool, cool, cool. And okay. I've been reading Sandman because of that, which is Good. fucking incredible. Man, if you haven't read many comics, if Sandman is one of your first, that's a that's a you're setting the bar super high for comics. Yeah, books. I've so read cool. I've read quite a bit of Superman because I love cool. Superman, and I've yeah. read you know Watchmen and and Saga, and uh, you know uh, we're actually reading. Oh God, what's the one? He's gonna kill me if I can't pull the name of it. But there's a there's a horror uh, comic book right now that we're reading. It's still Gideon going. Falls. Gideon Falls. Yeah. Yeah, that was my guess. It's a good book too. Yes, and that's good. But Sandman is like it's. I, I mean, I can tell I'm missing. There's no way I'm grasping everything that's happening in one read. There's just yeah. no way. But oh, yeah. but yeah, what are you, any, you know, recommendations um, for the, the listeners? Well, I mean, I am, I'm, I'm a big X-Men guy. I, I, anytime I get to talk about the X-Men, I'm about it. Um, if you guys aren't, if you don't read mainstream comics, um, the X-Men are the best thing happening in comics right now. There was a huge relaunch last year. Um, it turned basically all of the X-Men into Immortals, uh, and they're one giant orgy family. Uh, it's the most bonkers, crazy thing in comics right now. Um, there are like 10 X-Men books, and they're all fantastic, which is crazy. Um, I highly recommend, if you guys like X-Men, seriously, check them out, man. Like, it, it's it, You'll pick up any X-Men book, and it's all great. It's all fun. Really? Uh, okay. Great, oh, dude, yeah. Like, there are so many different team books. Um, there's something for everyone. There's literally something for everyone. So, um, I got to parlay this into a question. Did you see the Shia LaBeouf news? So, listen, we're not going to talk about that. Oh, because, okay. Because it was substantiated by WeGotThisCover.com, which is ah. one of the worst, p- grossest movie websites that never gets anything right. Okay. I hate hate when a, when a clickbait article or website gets traction. Because there's no way Shia LaBeouf's playing Iceman. It doesn't make any sense. It's not going to happen. No so way. I'm reading right here Moon Knight. That's what I'm reading. And I don't that, know. That was, that's been rumored for no joke since, like, the Netflix uh, Netflix. Ah, okay. Character. So it's bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, hey, I got to tell you, man, I, yeah. I, I this is another one where, like, call me crazy, I really like Shia LaBeouf. I, as an actor, no, I, I like him. So, you know, I'd be happy I'm to hear him cast to, uh, in anything. I'm excited to see him as a in the Tax Collector movie. I want Because he got, a, he got a, a full chest tattoo for that movie. No, he That's, did not. Google it, Jackson. He got a full chest tattoo for the movie. That's like, that movie, is that, that now, do you respect that for dedication? Or do you just think, oh, well, you, sh- you could have just gotten a fake one, dude. <laughs> I man, I I just hope the movie's good. <laughs> I liked I liked the Peanut Butter Falcon. That was the last thing I saw him in. I still need to see the I, one that's like about his life. But Honey Boy, Honey Boy is great. Yeah, that's, that's, a, what that's I've heard. also a tearjerker. Yeah, no, he's great. Um, he's not Iceman. That's not the character. Moon Knight, that's the character. Okay, like if you want to, because Moon Knight is a is a mercenary with split personalities. Where he plays, he's a mercenary. He's also a taxi driver. He's also a Los Angeles movie producer. All and they're all fragments of his imagination. Um. Uh, he could definitely play that. Uh, Iceman's like a young kid. Shia yeah. LaBeouf's in his mid-30s. Like, that's not... <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. 
yeah well hey hopefully hopefully they find something for him to do in that unless it's just completely like you said it's the we got this cover doesn't have a good you know what's annoying too is that they release something and then everybody takes it and they just you know that's how the media works these yeah. days uh so real quick i we did a podcast with mark guggenheim the creator of arrow and like and like all those all those cw shows oh, right cool so um we got a lot of cool stuff from there, but nothing like world breaking, right? We had like 30 articles written about us on every other, on Bleeding Cool, on we got this covered, on News and Rama, all everything. All the stupidest, like, you will not believe what Mark Guggenheim said about Arrow. And it's just like, oh, I like working on Arrow. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, wow, we got a shit. lot of press. And that was the moment we realized, oh my God, clickbait is the absolute worst because there's no substance here. And there are just 30 articles about it. It is a joke. <laughs> Every single page you load at the bottom of the page is all this dumb shit. And it's like, it, it, like how long will that go on it's, before it's called, it stops uh, uh, working? Yeah, Brandon from the Fakener podcast, he, he it's a dartboard approach where if you if you say something enough, if you throw enough things in a dartboard, something's going to plant. Right. Something's going to plant, right? Like, oh, there, there's rumors of a new X-Men movie. Of course there is. <laughs> Yeah. Of course there is. What are you talking about? Yeah. It's just like there's, anything there, for a click. We haven't seen the last of the X-Men, clearly. Yeah. So, yes, uh, there will anything, be another. They're going to dominate the movies in the next 10 years. Just get ready. Um, Going back to a more serious movie I watched, sort of, was A Serious Man from the Coen Brothers, which I had never seen somehow. Is that with Colin Firth? No. Serious. Is that the, is that with the tornado at the end? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I saw that movie. Oh man, I saw that a long time and ago. And it's funny because I feel like I'm probably missing half of the point because I am, am not Jewish. I'm not religious, period. Yeah, so yeah. I, I'm not steeped in what their culture is like. But something about it, man, I was like giggling my ass off through the entire movie. It's basically about this like math teacher, uh, Jewish guy. Um, he teaches math and he's one of those down on their luck characters where like everything goes wrong and he's kind of a, a pushover guy. Um, and I like that kind of like dark pathetic humor where it's like like he at one point in the movie um his wife basically tells him like hey i want to leave you and get a i forget what it's even called some sort of jewish word for you know a divorce so i can remarry this guy cy abelman who's like this like really soft-spoken jewish man who comes and talks to and like he has to sit in front of this guy while he's like, you know, stooping his wife or whatever. And it's just like, it just makes you feel sick while at the same yeah. time being hilarious. And that's the like, Coen yeah, brothers a, are the masters of that. Of like dry... dark comedy. Yes. Yes. So I highly, highly enjoyed it. I really, yeah, did. I, I don't think there's a, the only Coen brothers movie I haven't seen is the, the, the last one that's on Netflix. The, the, the ballad of Buster Scruggs or something. I liked that. I yeah. really liked that. Yeah, it's like a collection of movies. Now, have they made one since? I feel like they've had one since that I haven't seen. I um, don't know. This pandemic Blood, has ruined my... Blood Simple. Is that new? No, that's their first. What? Yeah, that's it? an old-ass movie. Yeah, that oh, was yeah. their first. Um, God, maybe it was The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. But, uh, like, the the last one I saw outside of that was the... Um, uh, you saw Burn After Reading, yeah? I saw Burn After Reading. Hail yeah. Caesar, I believe, was yeah. them. And I Han wasn't Solo. I wasn't crazy about Hail Caesar. But, yeah. But, yeah, they're, uh, they're great. They're great. And, um, you know, clearly this movie was, uh, was one that I had missed because it's been out for 10 years. Apparently it got all sorts of critical acclaim when it came out. And I just 
completely missed it, but I believe it came out after No Country for Old Men. Um and and uh that movie also has an I think an ambiguous ending. And yes. then this movie has an ambiguous ending. And I remember being much younger, going like, What's with these guys and not finishing the movies? Finish your movie, Cohen brothers. And then I grew up and like, wait a minute, no, I get it. Okay. Yeah, right. You gotta kinda of <laughs> fill in the blanks. It is uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's it's an ambiguous ending. It could go either way. You don't know what happens, but basically this guy is like um it's a it's a he's a religious guy but he's not like it's not like his family is like obsessed with religion they're just they seem like standard you know jewish family who take their mm-hmm. probably like your average religious family who takes it semi-seriously but isn't like yeah. you know um but but yeah the whole movie he's basically like what did i do what did i do to deserve this and it's like you know he things maybe don't work out because of God and maybe they, maybe God has nothing to do with it or whatever. And mm-hmm. it, it was, uh, it was interesting. Um, you watch anything else in the last week? Well, oh, um, I watched Palm Springs, ah. which is that new Andy Samberg, uh, Hulu comedy. Yo man, that's a groundhog day movie. They've never made a bad groundhog day movie. I can't believe it. It's unbelievable. <laughs> like you got that, you got, uh, you got Russian doll on Netflix. You got a uh, happy death day. There's no bad Groundhog Day movie. Uh, Palm Springs is about it's it's at uh, takes place at this wedding at Palm Springs, and this lady gets caught in this time loop. And Andy Sandberg has been there for potentially th- a thousand years, maybe. Uh, and he's just like, I hate my life. This sucks. I'm glad you're here. Uh, and it ends up being like a romantic, uh, fun adventure. You the know, great. even Happy Death Day Two was good. Uh, that movie uh, turns that into a sci-fi movie out of like nowhere, and I'm like, yeah, I'm into it. Yeah, all right. Yeah, the um, and I, I believe wasn't that one of the um, oh god, what's the Blumhouse? Didn't they do yeah. that? Yeah, so that's probably like because Blumhouse has like the good Blumhouse, which I believe might have tagged their name on like Get Out. Um, yeah, they, but yeah. then they've got uh, Truth or Dare, and, and I would say Happy wish, Death Day yeah. fits into more that category, but it's a good movie. Yeah, I think it's yeah. I, it's, it, I don't think it's like proper Blumhouse, but it's it's acquired and it's good. Yes. Luckily it's good. <laughs> well, now that brings up an uh, interesting point, too. Like, is that concept just so fun that it's hard to fuck up? I think, yes, because I think with when you have the idea, you can do the same day over and over again. Like the creativity in your brain explodes. Right. Um, so unless you're just like a boring writer. I think like the possibilities are endless. Yeah. Like you can really, you can do how many, how many times can you write the same scene over and over again? Like that's, that seems so fun. Um, so yeah, I think every time that I've seen one, it's, it's always been fun. Well, and there's like, there's like a power dynamic too, where you as the viewer are like, Oh man, the things that I could do if I, you know what I mean? Yeah. I could conquer the world or in a yeah. day, you know? Yeah. Uh, and by uh, the way, you didn't bring up edge of tomorrow, which is, Oh, that movie's also excellent. Yes. Yes, which is amazing. Again, no bad one. Yeah. Yeah, you know, son of a bitch. There's got to be a bad one. There's got to be. I bet there's probably some like small indie one that we've never heard of. But no, man, so far we're like five for five or whatever. Yeah. So um, I also watched this film made in quarantine called Host. Uh, It's about Mm. 55 minutes long and it's completely done on Zoom. I've been hearing about this. Yeah, yeah. And um shocking how entertained i was like i could not believe how entertained i was it doesn't it's the same old paranormal activity type like you know jump scare heavy um uh you know found footage type stuff but it is extremely well done it like you 
you get to know the characters very quickly in like the first 10 or 15 minutes and you feel like okay they all have well-defined personalities and they're all literally in their little boxes like we are yeah. here now um and yeah it was it was it was cool how they worked in like covid stuff like seeing that in a movie really for the first time um, oh yeah i was impressed I, I have would you highly seen, recommend it. Um, uh, the jo- uh, John Chu's uh, Searching? Yes. That's another. Yeah. I hear. I haven't seen it, but I also heard like because I was against that idea because another movie came out before that 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 was bad. I was like, oh, I don't want to see any more of these. But apparently, Searching's good. Well, there was like Unfriended, right? That one. I I didn't hear good things about that one. Yeah. So there was Unfriended, which I have not seen. Um, but no, Searching is amazing. Searching cool. is great. Uh, I would highly recommend that. But this one, obviously, it's a little different. Searching's a little more creative because you've got, like, different computers and and different apps. And, like, you're literally yeah. going to the computer. This is literally, like, you open up a Zoom meeting and that's the entire movie. Um, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, I would I would highly recommend that as well. And then... Um, where Where is that on? Uh, that is on Shutter right now. Oh, cool. Okay. You might be able to rent it. Um, and there's a couple other things on Shutter that I need to get to because I'm hearing they're really good. I hear there's a new La Llorona movie that's not the Conjuring universe La Llorona oh, movie own one? Mm. that's supposed to be really good. And there's, there's a, a there's an animated uh, Train to Busan prequel that I, I'm going to watch. I need to watch that too. I have not watched that. I've are you hearing good buzz or bad on the sequel to Train to Busan? I've heard nothing. Okay. I haven't heard anything because I, I haven't looked for it either. But I think because of the pandemic, it's not it's not out yet. Yeah. So. Well, no. So it is out worldwide. Oh, oh, shit. Well, so I just haven't people seen it, have anyway, seen it and it's getting kind of like lukewarm reception. But part of me thinks that that's just because the first one is so good. Mm hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, it's, I it's man, it'd be hard to top that. It's a pretty good movie. Uh, yeah. So anything else that you've watched or, or read recently? Um, I mean, I, I read so many comics. I'm not going to go through them. Uh, I've been playing this game called Ghost of Tsushima, which is a PlayStation game. How uh, that's is a that? fun. That's fun. It's a, it's a awesome open world samurai game. Um, it's kind of, it's very surface level on, on samurai stuff. Like, Hey guys, you know about samurais? You know how they have honor and they, they abide by a code. Mike, I, yes, of course. That's every movie. That's the only thing they've ever taught me. And they're not going to teach me anything else in this game, apparently. Sure. But, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, the combat's great. You can, you can, uh, skill tree out to be stealth or super samurai, however you want. Um, it's, it's nice to see, uh, this much money go to an open world, like, uh, Japanese, uh, aesthetic game. Cause, uh, you don't really, uh, you get like Assassin's Creed, but besides that, you don't really get games like this. What, uh, what game would you, would you, you'd compare it to Assassin's Creed then? It is so like the, like, I love Assassin's Creed Odyssey. That's the last one that came out. Uh, that's the Greek mythology one. Okay. It's, it, it's so much like that. It, it's almost scary <laughs> just in terms of like the way that it's made and the things you do. It's like, oh, this is traditional open world gameplay. Um, which kind of stinks, but, um, the story is interesting enough and fun enough to keep me going. Nice. Well, that's good to hear. <laughs> I've been rewatching the office by the way, um, mm. which I watched it for the first time like a year ago. So already, oh, wow. All right. Yeah. Already. I, uh, I'm watching it again and it's all because I was sitting here one day doing nothing and I turned comedy central on and I was watching like a couple episodes with commercials and I'm like, why the fuck am I doing this? Yeah. I could do this uh, without that. Yeah. yeah. So I turned on Netflix and all of a sudden now, like two weeks later, I've watched like five seasons, but, but yeah, there was one other movie that I watched and it's driving me crazy. Cause I can't even remember the name of it. Um, it was Red 
belt. That was yeah, red belt, <laughs> right? Um, but no, it was a recent uh, sci-fi movie, uh, extremely low budget, about a guy who can see his death or sees like one moment into the future. At There's all. a Nick Cage movie like that. Uh, which one was that? Was it No? I think it's called. Was it no, no, no. I think it's called Next. Oh, I'll look I've never up. seen that. I've never seen it's that. It's Jessica Biel, and he can see two seconds into the future, and the government's trying to get him. It's bad. Yeah, so it's kind of like that. Uh, okay. it, it This one would have been... I'll put it this way. The idea and the concept and some of the cool shit that happens um, makes up for the fact that the acting is terrible. Um, it's very cheaply made but I still had a good time watching it. I just wish that I could remember what the fuck the name of the goddamn movie was. <laughs> That's definitely a bad sign. I think. Yes. It came out like, I want to say like a month ago. Um, but yeah, I would, uh, I would recommend it if I could tell you all what it was called. So, you know, we'll take it from there. Hopefully by the okay, time so we see it. It was goodbye. definitely a Nick Cage movie called next. Okay. And you're saying yeah. in that movie, he could, he could um, see the future, like in like, three seconds into the future or something. Okay. All right. And like this, the government wants to like use him and he's like, no, I'm not the enemy. I'm not, I'm a good guy. I'm not the enemy. Okay. Yeah. So not good. You're, you're not telling good. me. Okay. Well, I mean, it's Nick Cage, so you should watch it, but it's not good. But yeah. So basically this guy, he's a, uh, he's a uh, time. He's not a time traveler, but he can kind of see his future. And at some point he sees that he's going to get killed. Um, it has some nice twists and turns. I'll add it to the comments under the video and when I put it in the podcast so that everybody can go watch it if they want to. But um, pretty, pretty entertaining. Uh, but yeah, that's it. I don't really have much else that I've done or watched or read, even though these episodes have been super far apart, which I apologize for to the listeners. Uh, just been busy as hell and doing this myself now. So, but yeah, so there you go. That is, uh, that's all I've got. Anything else, Ryan, from you? Um, man, no, you know, so, uh, oh, I play, I play a lot of Dead by Daylight with my friends, but we have different systems, so, uh, we can't play together, unfortunately. That's, hey, and I think we already talked about this, you're on PlayStation, yeah. right? Or I am, PC? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm Xbox guy. I love Dead by Daylight, though. Who's your favorite, uh, uh killer? Uh, so my favorite killer would be Michael Myers, I know it's boring, mm -hmm. but I like stalking people, and then my favorite... I like Ghostface, so I like stalking in a different way. Okay, see, I don't even know if I've played it since Ghostface got introduced. Ghostface is cool because he can uh, he can crouch down so you can straight up sneak up on fools and it terrifies them. Okay. Yeah, that sounds fun. I uh, I also like I'm also boring in that I like the uh, the, the chick who can self heal um, on the oh. when, I'm, when I'm one of the, the campers or the 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 whatever you call them. in that the Cla game. Claudette. Yes, Claudette. I play Claudette, too. I yes. get that. I get that, too. Yeah. Self heal, baby. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's pretty key. It's pretty yeah. key. But yes, um, again, thank you, Ryan, for uh, for coming on the show. And once again, remind everybody where they can find you. Yeah, you can go to the go to Fake Nerd Podcast. Where the hell the cameras work? Go to Fake Nerd Podcast. Uh, we got our YouTube channel. Most of our stuff goes there. If you don't want to look at our faces, I don't blame you. Uh, we got our on all the audio channels, you know, Spotify, uh, Apple Music, uh, Zune, uh, uh, your mom's basement. I don't know. All the places. There you go. Check it out. And uh, yeah, you can catch us. Uh, we're going to be talking about Dark City uh, this weekend on our, our our show. If it goes Saturday or Sunday, we don't know yet, or maybe next week, whatever. But make sure and sub um, everybody up on YouTube who's involved in that show. And thank you for listening and have a good uh, rest of your week.
Bye-bye.